Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. it was no it's not united artists universal rented out the exact same sets to a spanish film company who made their own version of dracula on the same sets so it's all the same sets it's all the same sets it's different actors and it's in spanish but everyone has said it is as classic as the lugosi one is the spanish one is way better Oh, wow. See, the one thing I'm sad about in the Dallas location... And so they're screening it. <laughs> the Dallas locations don't do this. If you go to the Alamo Draft House in Austin, they show even more obscure shit down there. Oh, like, do they? Yeah, like, a friend of mine goes, who lo- he loves um, B films. Like, I think they showed, like, the Turkish Captain America versus Spanish Spider-Man. With the, with yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, and they, nice. Well, and they just had Fantastic Fest where it's like, they show, like, the... I know. Yeah. They, they screen... Oh, first of all, the, the they always have a secret screening. Which I think last year was the Suspiria remake. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. And then this year it was uh, Dolomite is my name. Uh, Netflix nice. movie. Oh, nice. Um, so, so I'm recording. I've been recording. Oh, okay. I got All a right. lot of this. So right. It's good stuff. Cool. I'll, good I'll stuff. It good stuff. So if uh, you guys noticed, Spanish uh, Dracula. Go see it uh, at the Alamo Draft House if, if it's if it's <laughs> somewhere near you. Um, and you said that's gonna be right before Halloween. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're screening it all month at different locations, except oh, not the one near me, but um, okay. but the one that I uh, got tickets for, it's the day before Halloween. It's October 30th, so, cool. yeah. All right, so today's episode, uh, I'm here with joined by Josh and uh, Kyle. My name is Daniel Martinez. What's uh, up? Once again, we are missing Adrian and Clay, mainly because this was recorded on the same day, <laughs> but don't worry about that. Uh, We'll be focusing on stuff that's outside of the realm of the big two, Marvel and DC, just because we are uh, well-rounded comic book readers. Yes. And we like to dip our toes in a lot of the weird stuff and different stuff. And then sometimes not that different from the big two. Sometimes it's a little bit of kind of the same. Um, So, yeah, we'll just talk about a lot of indie comics uh, from other publishers. uh, One one I'm going to bring up is still related to DC. Well, let's start there to ease the, the listeners into, <laughs> oh, into the... Oh, DC. Oh, thank God. Well, uh, yeah, we'll ease them into the, the pot of uh, hot I mean, water. Really, the only one I was going to bring up, and everybody knows I'm a huge Master of the Universe fan, but they're about to release a new um, Heat Masters of the Multiverse comic book, which basically is going to deal with a good Skeletor, whose original name was Kildor, taking He-Man from different universes to save the multiverse. Huh. So, I, I, I don't, and now what I love about this, on one of the covers, they actually have... Dolph Lundgren's He-Man from the Master Universe movie from the 80s. Really? Yeah. So, because Kyle talked about this, the, he talked about the, the documentary on He-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you brought up a couple episodes back. I finally watched it. I need to watch this. And this will, be, this will be a first tangent. I believe it's on Netflix. Still. Yeah. That's where I watched it. Uh, because they're, they're kind of gearing up for the Kevin, Kevin Smith. Uh, well, not even that. Apparently, there's been news right now that, you know, because they're in the development of a new movie. They're yeah. talking about how Sony may be selling it to Netflix. I heard that, which would make sense. Yeah, since well, the new series will be on there. Well, They'll just put on there. He-Man the new Central. He-Man series is going to be on there. Yeah. Just make Netflix the He-Man hub. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so it was it was very interesting. I I really liked the What's documentaries. What's it called? Um, I'm going to look up. Hang on. Oh, here. Oh. All right. Sorry. Oh, go on. I just yeah. I just wanted to know. Yeah, I own, I own it because I kickstarted it, but I don't remember the title. It now. was it was really it was really good. Um, yeah. Like it goes through the the. What I liked the most was, I think, the creators, like the actual, mm. because this started all as a toy, right? It was never a comic. It was never a book. It was yeah, never it was, it was yeah. their answer to Conan. Conan, yeah. yeah. And, and eventually, it was Power of Grayskull. They, they, right, yeah. yeah, they wanted to capitalize on the success of the Star Wars figures with mm-hmm. their own with their own line of toys. Because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Kenner dropped it, so they went to Mattel yeah. for, the, for the creation of the series. Which, oh. how, how silly. Well, I mean, I guess we may not have gotten it if it never went to Mattel, but... Yeah. But yeah, it was really interesting. I really loved the, the designs of how mm-hmm. the toys came about. 
the artist talking about like well yeah but then, but then you had like and this is where it gets funny is because you know DC was the first company to actually have He-Man comic books DC used to have a, uh, used to, uh, they, they did a three issue limit series but then DC used to have a comic book it was their Marvel team it was called DC Comics Presents and it teamed Superman up with a, a and, hero and it had him team up with uh, He-Man they also gave you the little the little nice. baby comics with the toys yeah, yeah. which started off as He-Man originally was not a younger guy who pulled the sword out and became He-Man. He started just as a, a barbarian uh, yep. who basically found an axe and was the savior. And then when Filmation got the rights to do the, co- the uh, animated series, that's when they started making Prince Adam He-Man. Right. Yeah, they felt like they needed some sort of like Clark yeah. Kent He-Man yeah. thing, which is yeah. ridiculous because it's just a... And they sure. even said... I mean, it's not, I mean, I like that lore. I like that piece of the lore of well, like how you find your power and then you become like this like confident dude. Well, right. Lou Scheimer... <laughs> Rest in yeah. peace. Who was the uh, fa- who was one of the head of Filmation? Even said they they li- they wanted to do the idea of He Man because they had originally done both the live action and animated uh, cartoon series for Shazam. So they were if you look at oh. He Man is Shazam. He's a young kid who basically gains magical powers to become a stronger character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and because that I mean that appeals to kids, right? Yeah. Like yeah, take control of like your world or whatever. So. I, yeah, I really like the the human comics. I think they're relaunching it. They're relaunching. Well, they're doing the multiverse. Uh, but I didn't realize how many comics there were. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I've shown on the uh, uh, when we when we were doing, um, uh, oh god, what was the original podcast we were doing with Zach? I forgot the name now. Just a sec. Just or? a sec. Yeah, I actually brought in and Dark. If you, Dark Horse has released a lot of cool books on the thing, but the and I think you can get it for like twenty or thirty, maybe at half price before order off of, online. But they have the full collection of every imagine there's many comics ever been released from the toys and it's like it's like this huge thing yeah, and I, I own it and I love that thing I it was on sale at half price one day behind glass yeah. and I was like I should really buy that I was like oh, I'll come back next but week when I get Josh paid shattered it with his elbow. <laughs> yeah yeah I went by the power of gray skull and I broke it um no but uh, it was gone the next like time I came back no, it's worth it out of his arm for <laughs> his arm fell off yeah but, I'm, I'm arm fall off boy <laughs> but you had the DC comics and then you had uh, Star Comics did a run of 12 issues through Marvel. Oh, God, Star did, didn't they? Yeah. I forgot about I don't that. even know what Star is. That was a subset of Marvel. That, that was they, like their they, kid's line. They did, yeah, they did uh, Visionaries, uh, Sectars, Wait, Defenders of the Earth. Wait, was that Star? I thought Star was uh, Heathcliff and... No, 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 I'm thinking, no they also did... They also did, did Thund- they? Yeah, they did Thundercats and Humanoids. They did uh, They did issues for almost all the 80s cartoons franchise. I didn't know that. I thought Heathcliff, it was... Heathcliff, uh, I, I can bring up they the did, whole list. Um, yeah, yeah. But oh, uh, Ewoks was on Ewoks, there as well. droids. Yeah. Um, but basically, then you had in the uh, early aughts when Mike Young did the new He-Man series for Cartoon Network. They did a couple issues through I want to say uh, Image, and then you and then, you, and then in late two thousand six, seven DC started the run, and then they started their whole line of Mass Universe that went into the whole War and the Evil Horde and She-Ra, and then they did the uh, Mass Universe crossover with uh, Thundercats, and then the next one was basically the Injustice versus Mass Universe, and now we're going to get Masters of the Universe and the Multiverse. Nice. Wow, that's a. I need a diagram. <laughs> let me let me ask Jonathan Hickman to put some. Yes, yes. Can, um, that's what? his. That's his next pitch. Yeah. It's going to be. I have a great idea for He-Man. Since uh, Kyle mentioned Dark Horse earlier, I'll go into one of the things I, I kind of want to bring up. Oh, I've got Dark Horse uh, one too. I <laughs> like. Both my co-hosts just went into their computers and they started talking. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm going to bring up, and you guys probably have read a lot of Aliens books. Uh, which Dark Horse puts out. Uh, that's kind of one of their main... Uh, I think Aliens and Predator are two of their main their main mm-hmm. titles. And Oh, my God. Um, but I want to talk about... I don't know if you guys have read uh, Aliens Dead Orbit by no. James Stokoe. No. Um, if you're not familiar with James Stokoe, he's a writer-artist. I'll be straight up. The last time I read an Aliens comics was, I think, back in the late 90s when they were teaming up with uh, DC characters. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't oh, touched wow. an Aliens comic since then. So this one's really good because it's it's not really connected to anything. I kind of just dove in because in the comic book club, we had just read uh, Godzilla Half-Century War yeah. by James Stokoe. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I really like this. I like his his style, which is very super... like. Detail. It, it it's almost like uh, uh, oh god, guy that did hard boiled. Why am I blinking? Oh, John Williams. No, 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 not oh, the oh, film. Oh, like, oh. The <laughs> Sorry, it's one of my favorite Asian films. It's uh, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Okay, I'll uh, look it up. Thanks um, for the derail there. I'm sorry. Uh, no, but yeah. Uh, so, aliens. Uh, it, it's just a it's a four issue miniseries, which a lot of the aliens comic books are. They're just miniseries. And it's like as I was reading it, like 
the way that it's drawn and paced, like you feel the suspense, like from like the same as if you were watching an aliens movie. Uh, and there's there's just so much so much aliens uh, stuff out there that it's a really neat place to kind of jump in if you wanna if you wanna get more alien stuff. Um, there's the aliens. Uh, what is it? Fire, fire and stone, which kind of goes across aliens and the Prometheus and the, the Predator book. Like, it's all kind of connected. So, and a lot of this stuff is on Comicsology Unlimited. It's at the library. I don't so. know. I can't remember if we talked about this on the show, but did you ever know how there is a slight connection between Aliens, uh, Firefly, and uh, Blade Runner? No. So the company that does uh, I can't remember the, the, the company that uh, does owns Prometheus does, does all the ships and everything on Aliens. Yeah, yeah. The, they're a part of their their logo is seen in and and uh, Serenity and also they're, they're a company in Blade Runner. Oh, so, so, the, so that, that, I don't know if they're officially connected, but that's the yeah. That, that's but a there's small this hug. like yeah. little yeah. oh, that's fascinating. Oh, the little Easter egg. Like, yeah, like the way R two D two and C three PO show up in Raiders of the Lost Ark, I think. Or yeah, yeah. Wait, like what? There's like <laughs> no, 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 no. The best one is when when you're watching Phantom Menace and they're in the council and there's a small thing of ET extraterrestrial. The aliens from ET are yes, right there. I, yeah, I, yeah. I remember yeah. that, but I didn't yeah. know they showed up in Raiders. They so. don't show up. It's like they're on the wall, like like, like uh, hieroglyphics or yeah, something. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> got it. Okay. So uh, that artist that uh, Stoko re- reminds me of is Jeff Darrow. Jeff Darrow. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, speaking of. Uh, Dark Horse, there is a series I've long loved on Dark Horse. Uh, we read it for the comic book club. And there's actually a second series of it I need to read. It is called Beasts of Burden. And it is uh, written, written, not drawn, um, written by... Uh, uh, oh, when did we read this? I, I have don't it up remember. over here. It was a while ago. I think it was before... Uh, oh, it was BD? Before Daniel? Yeah, before Daniel. Um, so it's written by Evan Dorkin, who you might know from Milk and Cheese and his kind of oh. 90s era, uh, more it's, humorous stuff. And it's drawn by Joe Thompson. Beautifully, oh. like watercolor Is it watercolors? It is. Yeah. And so what's really awesome about this book is, and I need to get my daughter to read, she'll love it. It is basically, it's set in New England, and it is a group of neighborhood pets who keep getting mixed up in the occult. So all this occult stuff is happening in town, and they're the ones that have to stop it. And what's really great is it sounds, A, super hokey and super funny. It is genuinely terrifying, and you feel for these animals. Like, it is, it's, it's a great book. I cannot recommend it enough. It's and called Beasts of Burden. The first volume is, uh, it's on, issues, one through four is on Comics Lodge Unlimited as yeah, well. So. Yeah, so if you have that, just download it, go that read it. Cool. It's great. Yeah, it's good. Click borrow now. Oh, perfect. Let me know what you think of it, man. Yeah, well. Because, yeah, it looks... Yeah, I like Jill Thompson. Oh, she, uh, this she is beautiful the, art, yeah. She did the Wonder Woman book a little while back, which mm. is the main thing I'm familiar with. Uh, she did some Sandman, too, for a while. That's right. Or yeah. or was it Death? Or maybe it was Death. No. It may have been a Death issue of Sandman. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> and then to keep going on the Dark Horse train, and then we'll, we may, we'll move on to other publishers. Um if you like Donny Cates, who is kind of running everything at Marvel now, jeez, uh, wow, <laughs> that it's, opinion does not I'm, reflect. I'm, I, I know, I'm joking. I still, I still have to read God Country. I have it. Now he's been doing the most recent Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. so I can't hate. He's no. got yeah. a lot of cool things, but the the way I was introduced to him it was through a uh, comic book called Buskill, oh. uh, which is written by Donny Cates and Mark Resnicek. He's the drummer of the Toadies, uh, and is drawn by Jeff Shaw. So, Local reference. That's right. Uh, <laughs> go Toadies. Go Toadies. Uh, but yeah, so I I met him and uh, Rez at the at a convention here back in maybe 2015, 2016, uh, and they had the trade in the table, and I grabbed it. Uh, the the small pitch for this book is uh, this superhero gets his powers from doing drugs. Oh my God. And depending on what kind of drug he does, it's the kind of powers that he gets. Uh, the problem is that he also becomes an addict. Well, yeah. How so, could you not? I mean, so it's almost like our man, yeah, but so, ramped up to a thousand. So his personal life is kind of shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's really good. It's by Dark Horse, and, and it kind of spins nice out. Kill. It spins out its own universe of like characters. Um, it leads to a book called the the Paybacks, which is. All these class B and C superheroes, um, because superhero being a superhero is not cheap. 
they they become like they get debt from borrowing money to be superheroes mm. and then in order to collect this agency like it kind of buys their debt and they have to work it off so they are like repo men oh all right or superheroes so like <laughs> these guys like it's kind of like a suicide squad slash repo man okay it's like all these characters like let's say like one of the covers is like a, a batmobile type of car being towed <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and if you read it, you'll see where uh, Donnie, Donnie kind of came, came up with a... Like, he wanted to write all these Marvel and DC characters before he was uh, in the company. So, um, it's, it's really interesting. There's two uh, volumes of uh, the paybacks. One is by uh, Dark Horse. The other one is by Heavy Metal, uh, which I've never... I haven't read much Heavy Metal uh, stuff. But, oh, but those like are very it's, it's actually from the publisher from that the, owns yeah, Heavy yeah. Metal? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, so those are really interesting. Um, All right, I am adding this to my wish list. Okay, so I'm throwing one out here. All right. And this one was originally, so from Fireman Press, this is Scud, the Disposable Assassin. Yes! Scud? Oh, the Disposable Scud. Assassin. So the creator is Rob Schrab, yeah. who is basically, he's now, the creator, he now works on, uh, if anything, uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, he's he wrote for the Sarah Silverman show and all these d- different shows. Oh wow! So it's a funny. It's, oh, oh no, it's, it's, it's super. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, in the future, <laughs> they they have vending machines where you can put money in and get an assassin if you want somebody killed. And so the assa- the robot, after he's supposed to assassinate somebody, he's supposed to destroy himself, but he decides not to kill anybody and doesn't want to be destroyed. So, so he wants he's to have like his, a Misik. Yeah, he wants to have his own life, and so basically, other assassins are sent after him to destroy him, but he wants to live. I want to have a life, and this is just. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, I, it's God, I I'm so glad you brought that up. I had forgotten. About oh my God, it's and, and you can get great. and I think it's like 24 issues. You can, they have the full collection. That I need to pick mm. this up, but it's such a good. Oh, black and white, but it's so good. What what years is from? About uh, 90, 94. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. That's that's such a cool concept for the time too. Like oh my I feel God. like. Well, that, that, okay, you know you know how everybody says like <laughs> the emergence of indie film were in the 90s. I feel like the emergence of indie comic books were in the started in the 90s too. I think the 90s were the, of anything indie you want to put the head. Yeah, indie I mean it, it. It it's gonna sound weird to say. I mean it it became indie became more mainstream in the 90s yeah. if that makes sense right it's or, like or, or, self-published or, stuff could really take off i don't so. i don't, don't want to say, no i'm going to say this more i'm not going to say necessarily mainstream because now it's definitely mainstream i would say became people were more aware of it, it, yes. it, it, it the door is open for people to understand what it was well and i mean i was working you know that was the period i was working at a comic store mm-hmm. and so you you know we would get you know the the diamond pre-order book and so much of that book was filled with just indie stuff really obscure stuff that I wish I've held on to a tiny meager portion of it but I wish I'd held on to more of it um, well if we're talking about indie stuff so my, these are both um, these are both things that I've mentioned before on the podcast so I just want to bring them up again uh, and I'll explain why one is TKO Productions oh yeah yeah they, speak of the devil yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly for those who don't know we're recording the TKO Libations the TKO Libations um <laughs> But uh, they are a new publisher who are getting some pretty big names. They've got uh, Garth Ennis, who wrote a book oh. called Sarah. Oh, yeah. They've got... Uh, with J- Steve Eptingart, which is... Yeah, wow. which is amazing. And then they have a book uh, that I've actually pre-ordered. I'm still waiting for it to come out. Uh, written by uh, Jeff Lemire, uh, drawn by Gabriel Walta, called uh, Sentient. And is that Jeff Lemire and that Gabriel Walta that you're thinking of? I'm just kidding. Yes. Derailment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing I like about TKO is they are trying to reevaluate the, com- the, the the traditional comic publishing model. So instead of we're going to put out a book monthly that you have to continue to go buy, they I think they understand now that the model is people want collections, they want trades. So and, so and fu- an instant gratification yes. as well. Yes. And so every one of their books so far is a self-contained story. They're all made up of six issues. You can order them in one of three ways. You can order the trade volume, Mm -hmm. the trade paperback. You can order that trade volume just as a PDF. It has no DRM or anything on it. And the third model, which is kind of the coolest, is you can order the individual issues, but they come in a box set. Yeah. And so they fit nicely on your bookshelf, you know. my my only gripe with that, and it, it was it was only because I wasn't aware, because when I bought Sarah, I bought the six single issues, mm-hmm. is that they uh, 
They are Silver Age size. They are, yeah. They're not Modern Age comic size. Yeah, that's a good point. They're they're oversized. And I would also say, and this is a very minor gripe, but so I finally ordered some in uh, the single issues in print. I ordered Goodnight Paradise uh, and Seven Deadly Sins and The Fearsome Dr. Fang all in print. Okay. The I feel like the slipcase or the the yeah, the the slipcase, the box is uh, too flimsy. It just yeah. it it doesn't. Yeah, I think going forward, I may order the the trade or the yeah, hardcover. Yeah, if they have, I don't know if they. Do they have I don't think they do hardcovers. They I don't, think right? it's I think it's trade paperbacks. Okay. Yeah. Um, but what's kind of neat is there's the, the themes of their books are kind of all over the place. So mm-hmm. Sarah is a World War Two uh, story. Uh, Goodnight Paradise is a kind of contemporary crime noir drama. Um, Fearsome Dr. Fang, I loved. It's it's like straight up 1930s pulp. It's really good. Seven Deadly Sins, I'm still, I'm halfway through and I'm really liking it. It's like a mashup of Western and horror. Oh, cool. Um, that's really cool. And, and it has this really awesome kind of, um, it, I mean, it is clearly riffing off of um, uh, uh, Seven Samurai, but also... Uh, Magnificent Seven, the yeah, the, the Western, Western remake of it, um, but it has this whole kind of like a cult horror bent to it as well. The new ones that they've foreshadowed, and they actually just put a new title in here as well. Um, Sentient by Lemire looks like it is going to be a kind of a sci-fi story. Yep. yep. Uh, the Banks by Roxane Gay, Ming Doyle, and Jordi uh, Belair looks like it's almost like a again like a kind of African American focused crime drama. Uh, Pound by Pound by Natalie uh, Chedez, Andy Bellinger, and Daniela Miwa looks almost like a like a boxing story. Yeah, which Andy Bellinger he's a uh, he he did Southern Cross before, so oh, you're familiar yeah, with him. Oh yeah, okay, all right. Uh, so I'm familiar with him, and then he's also he also wrestles in Canada. Ah, well that's under that the, then under the name uh, the Animal. So nice. All right. To look him up on Instagram, you can see both his art and his wrestling stuff. It's pretty cool. That is wonderfully specific. I love it. <laughs> um, so anyway, is this, it's, it's, it's a cool model, and I like the way they're trying to reevaluate what comes to me. I worry they're kind of struggling, and, and I don't have any fact for this except for the, the point that I pre-ordered Sentient easily like six months ago, and I haven't heard anything about it um, like since then. So I'm just I'm kind of hoping, but I'm pleased to see they've added a new title. So it seems like they're, they're, still, yeah, they're still going. Um, but speaking of, of that, the other thing I wanted to bring up, there is a Canadian... Uh, before we move oh, off, yeah, ticker, the last thing, if you do have, and I keep saying Comics Collage Unlimited, you can borrow the first issue of like a lot of those TKO oh, titles yeah, that's a great point. for yeah. free uh, just to check it out. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that because there's, there's, it's, it's, an, it's a, you know, a very easy way to just kind of get a sense of what the stories are like. like I just think, to see which one you might like. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but back to Canada. No, 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 no. That's good. I'm, I'm so glad you said that because I, I totally forgot about that. Um, yeah, so there is a Canadian publisher called Bedside Press. Uh, so Bedside, like Bedside Table. Um, it's run by Hope... Nicholson? Nicholson. And uh, she got her start... Uh, she's a comics historian. And she got her start basically looking for kind of long-lost golden age Canadian characters like Nelvana of the Northern Lights or Brock Windsor uh, and cleaning them up and and getting the like going through the process to get the rights from the families of the original creators to be able to put these things back out and uh, her her this publication has just really really grown and uh, she, she puts out some amazing, amazing stuff. And she's lately been working with other editors to do anthologies that are themed around kind of um, uh, LGBTQ sort of themes, but mixing in with ideas of like gothic horror and things like that. She just sent out an email yesterday. So by the time this goes out, it would be like maybe two weeks ago, saying that uh, the the it's just kind of struggling a little bit right now. She's been hit by a number of things. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, yeah. So recently I, I uh, backed this book on Kickstarter called The Science. Oh, yeah. Um, by Jason Inman and Ashley Victoria Robinson, who are, you might have heard their names because they do a, a geek history lesson podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, with art by Becca Kinsey and Desiree Pittman. And yesterday I received my physical copy of The Science book. 
and it's it had Hope Nicholson's name on the nice. on the label. And yeah. I was like, what? Uh, so then, yeah, Bedside Press is the one that uh, they actually put out this book. Um, it's a it's a smaller book. It's not the it's not like graphic novel size. Uh, but yeah, is I mean, it I'm looking digest size. Yeah, I guess that's okay. what it's called. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to reading it. Uh, it looks really cool. I, I I backed this a long time ago too, and I guess they finally like they worked with Bedside Press to get it out in in physical form. Yeah, she's been doing more and more of that lately, and um, her most recent Kickstarter, which at the time of recording has 70 hours left, and it's still about $8,000 away from making, is this book that, that I backed, so I'm you know, hoping it, it makes. Um, it's called uh, Gothic, was it, uh, Goth, Gothic Futures? Hang on, let me look it up. Oh, here we go. Gothic Tales of Haunted Futures. Oh, cool. And so it is this anthology that actually um, Nicholson's not even uh, editing. It just They're going to put it out. It's actually edited by uh, Samantha Bico. But it is this kind of mashup of you know, gothic horror and sci-fi, which sounds amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm just, um, I'm just trying to get the, the word out. Um, if you know, if you've seen Hope Nicholson's work around, she's probably best known. She put out a book called The Secret History of Super Heroines. Huh. Uh, and like, you can find it at Barnes & Noble. I mean, it's put out by a major publisher. I forget which one off the top of my head. Um, but that's also a great book. It's just, you know, her compilation of this history of superheroes going back to the golden age. And there's a lot of really obscure characters in there. Yeah, and oh. another thing that I have like that is uh, it's called Prose and Comics. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cons, yeah. Uh, which Hope edited Nicholson by edited. Hope Nicholson, yeah. Uh, and I recently, it's like an anthology of both uh, essays and uh, small comic, just uh, short, like one page or two page comics yeah. about uh, conventions and and like people being a, a professional, you know, in the industry of comics, uh, so it's it's really interesting. I <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I really yeah. like the. So I think, yeah, she's working really hard on putting a lot of these things yeah. out that are that are very different, which is kind of why I wanted to take the time to talk about something that's outside of like the main, uh, you know, big two publishers. I, I've got one I want to go. In. I'm going to go a little bit of manga on this one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this. You may have, uh, okay. Josh. Um, so I'm going to go from creator manga creator Rumiko Takahashi. Yes. Ranma, Ranma One Half. I just got my daughter into Ranma Half. Like, <laughs> I, I love Ranma One Half. Okay, then we, okay, oh, oh, there we, yeah. yes. This like, is one of the most twisted oh, animes so and mangas good. out there. It's so good. Okay, so premise. <laughs> you wait, I want to hear how you explain this. Go ahead. Ranma Hibiki and his father's Gen, uh, Genma. Go to a go to Jaisenkyo, which is a area in China that has over a thousand lakes that has are all cursed. Something has died in each one of these lakes. So they're training, and if you fall into the lake, you get cursed. You change into that thing. So anytime you get hit by cold water, you change into the actual lake. So Rama falls into a lake where he, a girl had died. So anytime you pour water and he becomes a girl, you bathe in hot water, you become uh, you go back to your normal self. Yep. His father falls in a, a, a pool where a panda had died. Yep. So half the time you see Genma there, this is a pan, giant panda. So they go back to Japan, where Genma and his best friend Sautomi runs a martial arts school, and basically Ram is betrothed to one of his daughters. So you have three daughters. You have Kasumi, who's kind of innocent and naive, but it takes care of the whole household. Nabiki, who's basically an extortionist, and Akane, <laughs> who is the one who trains in martial arts, but is the worst cook ever. Can't even she she ruins boiling water. That's how bad she is. <laughs> and then you have a list of all these other characters. Like you have one of Ranma's big time rivals. A Ryoga, who is the worst with directions. He can leave the house and somehow he'll end up finding himself <laughs> in Akane's uh, closet. He's that bad with directions. Now, he has fallen into a pool where a pig has died. So anytime he gets hit by cold water, he becomes Peachon, Akane's pet pig. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, it's so good. And then you have, it was uh, Shampoo, who is another one of a girl who's in love with Rama, and she becomes a cat. You have Moose, who is, who's so bad, even with his glasses that he wears, he's so nearsighted, and but he turns becomes a goose. <laughs> and then my favorite one is, and I got I got to read this one right. Uh, where is it? Pantyhose Taro. So, so one of the main characters in the series is Hapusai, this little runt of a martial artist. But he is so. What's the word to think? But he like he's so perverted. He's a very perverted oh, yes, old man. Yes, yes, that's right. And yeah. apparently he found 
pantyhose who was raising Jacinky and decides to bathe him in one of the lakes, not realizing what the lake is. And this is, wait, I, I have it here. Hold on. Uh, oh my god, I never made it this far. This is so twisted. <laughs> uh, hold on. I, talk, talk a little bit about yours so I can find. But I got. I got so let, let me tell well, you how, I, how I'm familiar with Ranma One Half, and then we'll. Um, so in in the in Mexico, anime is a lot more prevalent than here. Uh-huh. As far as like. And I watched the video kind of explaining, like, why. Uh, because there's not a lot of animation studios, or there weren't a lot of animation studios in Mexico. It was just cheaper to, like, get the Japanese shows. Yeah. So, like, uh, over there, like, okay, okay. without without having to go to go through all the censorship that happens here in the U.S. Right. Uh, so I was, like, watching anime, like, Dragon Ball, Ranma. Uh, like, there's all, all, like, Knights of the Zodiac, which never made, like, barely well, it, made you, it here. You can watch that Netflix now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... So it, the Rainbow One Half was one of the ones that was a little bit more weird, and it was hard. Like sometimes, as a kid, you're watching that and you're like, uh, "What the hell's going on?" Uh, if I recall, is the panda really small? No, 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 no. He's huge. Then he's maybe the, it may be the pig that's small. Peach on okay. small. And the and and the thing I love there's this very subtle thing that happens as you watch or read the series is that. The longer the series goes on, the less Ranma's dad wants to be a human. He just, he, yeah, he just, eventually he just stays a panda. Oh, no, but, okay, so one of, the, <laughs> one of the things about this is that Ranma's mother has not seen him in a long time. Because the whole thing was... I didn't even know he had a mother. Oh, no, here he goes. So, <laughs> his, uh, Gemma tells his mom, he takes Rama away, like, when he's a really little baby. He goes, when I bring Rama back, he will be a man. If he's not a man, we will commit seppuku. <laughs> Holy shit. So, so she finally comes to visit uh, get, uh, Sao Tome's house. And so basically it turns out she's looking for her husband and her son. And she carries around a katana with her. But she wants to know if Rama has become a man. So the whole time, his, anytime his mother's there in an episode, he stays as a girl. He stays as a panda. Oh, nice. <laughs> they don't want to die. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. So here you go. Pantyho. Pantyho's Charo. The, uh, so he falls into the spring of drowned Yitty holding an eel and crane while riding an ox. So what? Yeah. So I'm. Only, I, you have to look this up, but this is what he looks like. He's like basically Yitty body has wings of a crane, head of a bull, and an eel for a tail. Oh my god! <laughs> That's like the world weirdest chimera. And, yeah. It, it. It. Especially. Okay. So basically, the ran, the manga ran from 80, 87 to ninety six. 38 volumes, and you can basically uh, pick them all up. Viz Media released all the manga. You could probably go to Half Price Books and find... Uh, That's where my daughter's been yeah. buying, was at Half Price. Yeah. Um, and it, manga is so cheap and accessible. It's it's so well, so weird that... I well, mean, I guess it makes sense because manga comes out, for the most part, weekly in Japan, right? right? And yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the, like Shonen Jump magazines. Shonen Jump, yeah. And stuff like that. Well, they're also they're and they're all like 300 pages. I mean, yeah. it's and, and the thing is, you don't. I mean, granted, some of the books will have a continuous story, but you could pick up issue 11 and still be and still have enough there just to kind of. You might want to go back and research them, but like, yeah, it, I mean, it's, not, it's not like one continuous story. Some of them are contained things, and they'll jump right, 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 yeah, right. So. Like I, I only read Shonen Jump for a while, and and I continued reading it because they had uh, Jaco the Galactic uh, Spaceman oh, in it. Yeah. And I love that story, and so I just I kind of kept reading it week to week to read that. Yeah. But now to reread it, it's like I just I gotta go buy the volume because it's like I'm not gonna download these like six, three hundred page issues well, to just flip to the Jayco story. Here's what so. I recommend. All right, the Shonen Jump app is two dollars oh. a month. Really? And you have access to their entire library, including... <gasps> oh, I don't need to know this. New <laughs> week. Well, it's $25 for a year. Yeah, like, no, that's great. That's a so great... I don't read, you when he gets home. That's, right. where, I, that's yeah. where I've been reading some stuff. Like, I've been reading uh, Haiku, which is a volleyball manga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been reading... Isn't My Hero Academia in Shonen Jump? I may have to get this for my daughter. So she's she just got in, into manga, and she got into it with My Hero Academia. And so I was really worried that, oh, yep. I was super worried that she wouldn't, yep, that she wouldn't, like, she would only like contemporary manga and anime. So I introduced her to, to Ron Mahath, and I was super worried she wouldn't like it, and she loved it. So she's been blazing through it way faster. Than, like, she's already caught up to as far as I've ever read in it. Oh, wow. um, or, you know, so, yeah. That's cool, because the new... 
the anime episode, the new season started this weekend too. Yes. Oh, she came and high five me. She was so excited. I saw the tweet <laughs> immediately. Um, I dropped yeah. whatever I was. Yeah. Going. No, she did. You um, and her need to talk about My Hero Academia. 20, she loves it. I can make twenty it. minutes to watch this. All right, we'll bring her on for the My Hero Academia. Yeah, episode. we should. We, yeah. I mean, we'll, yeah, that, that sounds. All cool. right, all right. Um, she would love that. But I've been reading uh, as far as manga, Tokyo Ghoul. I read uh, that. It, it's really interesting. It's like uh, this kid. In this world, there are something ghoul, which are like zombies, mm-hmm. uh, but they look like humans. So this kid, uh, he gets attacked by a ghoul, but something happens to the ghoul where it dies, but it also hurts the, the main protagonist, and he has to get a transplant. So they transplant part of the ghoul that died because her organs were available into the kid. So now he has ghoul tendencies. Nice. And so what these ghouls do have to do to survive is they have to eat human flesh every once in a while. So now he <laughs> has to eat human flesh. So he has to deal with that. And then there's like, you know, there's ghoul hunters. And then there's ghouls that kind of want to live in society without being bothered. Uh, and they, they wear these, uh, ghouls wear these cool masks to like protect their identities. Uh, when they do have to go out and hunt. Uh, but there's, you know, there's bad ghouls that don't care and they'll just kill anyone. There's good ghouls that kind of want to live in, in society and they, they only get human, like people that have died or they're about to die or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's this, there's this place in the, in the world that's like a place where a lot of people go commit suicide. <laughs> and, oh, and, like that forest? Yeah, kind of like the okay, forest. Yeah. So like there's, like it's kind of like a an enterprise where this goal like they'll get those bodies and you know they'll because they already committed so it's 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 such a weird premise but it's it's really interesting um another one that i've read i've been reading a little bit and this one i haven't gotten as far uh it's called dr stone oh and this also just became an anime recently but the premise is that something happens in the world that turns everyone to stone and this this guy dr stone the main the protagonist He's like the super smart high school kid. Mm-hmm. So he, something happens where they, he becomes human again, uh, and then one of his friends becomes human. So they have to restart society, and the first thing they have to because they were trapped in stone for like five thousand years. So the first thing they have to do is figure out how they got free from being stone. Uh, but then, like I said, he's super smart. His friend is just like this big muscle dude, like. He's not a, he's not violent. He's just like the muscle of the group. Yeah. And then they have to figure out, okay, in order for society to progress, who do we have to free? Like, oh like, wow, All who right. do we have to bring back? Because there's only a limited amount of the the stuff. Yeah. I mean, they can only make so much of the stuff that frees people. Um, so th- the, one of the issues is that they are trapped by lions, and they need they have to get this dude out that's like super violent. Like he's the like a super strong fighter, but they don't they don't want to because then it's he gonna might waste turn some on them, of that, yeah. which he ends up turning on them. So then they create their own kind of villain antagonist. Uh, oh, so, interesting. But they, and these are all on Shun and Jump. All this stuff I've been reading. I am I may surprise her with a subscription to this. I think she would really dig it. Okay. She'll she'll be upset because she's only up to volume thirteen of My Hero Academia, and there's so that, ha- and, and like they're up on to currently volume what? I mean, if she were to get this, uh, the latest. So the. The latest volume is 21. Oh, all right. Well, not she, that far behind. That, that's but, not too far. But the latest chapter is 246. So I don't know what the... I don't know yeah, what the like how many chapters are in. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, she'll probably but, dig it. Well, she's already in chapter, like, book 13. She's probably not going to check out that one and get to No, she's... I mean, like, she just bought book 13 last yeah. night, and she was reading it, and I, and I was like, wait a minute, you're already in 13? She's like, oh, yeah. She may also find something else. There's another... That's kind of what I'm hoping. There's another yeah. My Hero, which is called, like, My Hero, like... Uh, sidekicks or something like that I think she might be aware of that okay god so, I'm gonna have to subscribe I'm to gonna this. recommend this one cool. more and this right. is uh, so if anybody a curatory on the creator of Dragon Ball Z oh yeah oh yeah if you ever get the chance and I think it did get released here in American it, his original series called Dr. Slump Dr. Slump yeah I don't think yeah. I've ever heard it deals, I've never heard it of that either the, so basically he's this inventor who this has the worst luck and he creates this <laughs> android girl who basically it just, it just causes him nothing but strife oh it's right here yeah 
Boom. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, this she, is another she's one. She's actually been in a crossover with, with in Dragon Ball yeah, Super. Yeah, yeah. Originally in Dragon, they actually crossed over originally when in the original Dragon Ball when Goku Dragon was a kid. Ball, yeah. But they also more recently they did a crossover with in the uh, Dragon Ball uh, series. Super. Where, yeah. yeah. She she actually appears uh, again. So, okay. Yeah. But, no, but I, I think it, for kids and adults, this is a fun series. All right. Where cool. he started will, off at. I would do that. Yeah. And, and the app is very good about telling you like what a. Uh, what age like the description of yeah. stuff See, so you guys can go through it and be like well okay. this is probably something you can read this not. is good because i like i did everything through the viz app and i mean it was fine yeah. but i just you so, know yeah was, this won't have anything that's like uh kodansha which is another big right manga yeah publisher. But, but that's more like horror and yeah like the the ptsd yeah, yeah, radio yeah, book yeah. that you recommended a while back which you guys are welcome i ended up <laughs> buying the first three volumes because there was a sale on Kodansha stuff which was yeah. half off okay uh, but I was like let me only get three because if I get all six like then you know it'll take I've, I've only read volume one I need to same, read volume two. Oh, okay all right um, but uh, and I have to offer a correction um, I don't know if you want to edit this in no I won't where I screwed it. it up all right um, Hope Nicholson's book that came out through Penguin that's the history of superheroines is called The Spectacular Sisterhood of Superwomen I had it entirely uh, wrong. So uh, go check it out. It's a great book. But again, it's not through her bedside press. It's uh, There's a lot. There's a, On the Shonen Jump app, there's a lot of stuff like you may be familiar with, like One Piece, One Punch Man, all of the Dragon Ball, like all of it, all of Dragon Balls, Dragon Ooh. Ball Super, Bleach, Naruto. Like That is why I re-downloaded the Viz app, was partly to download the books I had bought on there previously, um, but also because what they finally added, and this is a manga that I've only read the first volume of, but I love it and I want to read more of it. It is called Banana Fish. Have you guys ever heard of this? It is a, it's this, it's this very interesting kind of hybrid. So it best fits into, and I'm going to screw up the term for it, the term for girl comics. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's a there's a term for that. It's by a female creator, but it is set in the '80s in New York, and it is a crime drama, and it has this sort of uh, uh, you know the it, it, it it's girl comics because it has a uh, a kind it, of homosexual subtext. I think it's shojo. It is shojo. Thank you. It has a. a homosexual subtext and so it's girl comics because it's basically male on male love um, yeah, there's, there's even an anime based on it now yeah. too there is don't tell me that it is beautifully drawn that looks terrible <laughs> I would say read the comic um, well, I'm not saying, uh, no, I, oh yeah no 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 but I'm, I'm just um, um, I used to show my students uh, a page from it God, I don't. I just want to read the comic, but this now has all the volumes on it, so I think I'm gonna have to go in there and buy them. Yeah, because this, um, this may not be on Shonen Jump because it's not Shonen. It's not Shonen Jump. Yeah, it's so just it's, it's shoujo, so which is different. It's put know. out by Viz, so right. yeah. Um, but it is great. Check it out if you if you like. I mean, it is. It feels like an '80s crime drama. Okay. It looks. Cool. It's it's 90 percent '80s crime drama, 10 percent. I get some uh, Miami Vice romance, vibes, but different style. A little bit, but much grittier. Okay. Do I, not ruin Miami Vice for me. I don't want to picture Tubbs and Crockett even. I do. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in. <laughs> yes, it stays. Um, <laughs> one one last one that I'll recommend too that I just started reading. Uh, it's called Fire Force, uh, and this the the main premise of it is that. One of the ways people die now in the world is by uh, spontaneous combustion. <laughs> oh, my God. So is this manga or is it it's something manga. else? It's manga, manga okay. yeah. And it's put up by the same guy that did, uh, uh, what's it called? Soul Eater. So I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, no, I am. I do know that. Uh, okay. So it's the same same creator. Uh, sorry that we're not giving all the creators on the manga. Those are a little harder to look up yeah. uh, and then pronounce, uh, obviously, <laughs> with, our, with our dumb American accents. Um, but speak for yourself. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, it's really good. So so the to be a firefighter also not only means putting out fires, it also means that you go and like they're called infernals when you turn in, when you spontaneously combust, you become like a fire zombie. Yeah. And and like the the, the fire force has to come put you to rest and put you out. Wow. Um, so it, it's really interesting. The the anime just came out, which. That's the one thing about reading manga that when the anime comes out, then yeah. I just kind of go watch the anime instead. Yeah. Uh, so it makes it a little hard 
to to kind of keep reading because I'm like, well, I already have like I can watch it now. Uh, but sometimes, like Josh was saying, it's a lot better to to read uh, just because the the qualities. It feels like it's so much better sometimes yeah. in the in in the manga. Um, do you guys have any other manga? Um, I'd have to look it up, but if, if it, okay, so I'm a huge mech fan, like animes with mm-hmm. mech, one of my favorite, and I think there are manga out there for it. But if you ever get the chance, if you like kind of like war stories and giant robots, Mobile Suit Gundam. Oh yeah. Yeah, it, especially the original Mobile Suit Gundam, like '79, the, uh, the One Year War. It's starting off, yeah, it, it, any of that stuff. And there's and there's been other series, and you can find anime out there, and a lot of that stuff is really good, but the manga, if you can find it, it's worth checking out. Yeah, and I think we may do a follow-up episode with just, like, where we talk about a lot of manga. Uh, we might have Josh's daughter join us to talk about My Hero and maybe something else that she picks up reading. Yeah. Or, uh, what we should do is maybe have, our, have the daughter episode. See if we can get you and Adrian's daughter. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great, yeah. yeah. Kind of have them talk about what, they, Fantastic. what they're reading. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that it's, like, indie that you guys kind of... Uh, I think I mentioned it. Well, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Uh, well, I, th- I know I mentioned it, but I don't know how long ago it was. And one other indie, well, actually, two indie comics I want to go into. One, two of my favorites. One is Mike Allard's Batman. Yes, I just bought those digitally finally. They were on sale, and I just did it. <laughs> premise, I love Mike Allard's premise Batman. Premise is dude dies. I think if the rich, I'm not mistaken, he was like, I think a hitman or something, but he dies in a car crash. And it's a car, yeah, it's yeah. a car crash. And he gets brought back to life, reanimated by the scientist, and he takes on the name Frankenstein, not with that, but <laughs> it's from uh, Albert Einstein and Frank Sinatra. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. And he has like yeah. these, uh, uh, has like these psychic powers, enhanced agility and stuff, and it just, it, Mike Howard's art in the world, it's like almost, it's not Jack Kirby-ish, but you, there's a, a definitely a 1960s style kind of feel yeah. to the art. Yeah, it's very poppy, like yeah. to the point he even kind of calls it like pop style. Um, oh, go ahead. No, no, the other book I was going to say is uh, Stan Sakai's Usagi Yojimbo. Oh, mm-hmm. oh is, Usagi Yojimbo, yeah. Yeah, it's good we, stuff. Yeah. Did we read one? We did. We read uh, the most, like the only graphic novel he's ever put out. Oh, the like standalone a standalone, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. I, have, yeah, I have that one. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the one with the... Uh, 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 Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Premise is it's Damn. all an anamorphic world. Basically, it's set in feudal Japan. Usagi mm-hmm. Ujimbo's Usagi Miyamoto, who is a ronin wandering the land, basically just trying to fight evil and help the uh, innocent out there. And may I recommend you look up the three episode crossover that Usagi Ujimbo had with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well, which series? I think it was. The He's not crossed over in all. Uh, he crossed over in the original. Like he did. He appeared in two episodes of the original '80s. He had multiple, like I want to say, four or five crossover episodes in the 2002 series, and he ma- appeared in like two or three episodes of the Nickelodeon series. That one, the latest, oh, okay, the latest okay. one is the one I watched. Like, I don't watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, but because we had just read that book, mm-hmm. I set my DVR to get those three three episodes, which are really cool. Like they, the world of Usagi Jujimbo is just so cool, especially if you're into like the feudal Japan stuff. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's kind of like, he, I mean, he's a ronin pretty much, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So Wandering samurai. So, yeah, th- that's really cool. Um, I think the, like, the very last thing I would suggest, this is all sort of old stuff, but um, if you've never, ever read uh, Stray Bullets, oh. um, it is one of the greatest uh, black and white crime yeah. comics ever. It's by uh, Dave Lapham. Okay. And it, it originally was self-published uh, in the early 90s. And it kind of just, it sort of came and went and came and went as he just kind of struggled to put it out. And then a few years ago, he collected the entire run in a book called Stray Bullets, the Uber Allas edition. So oh, that's like cool. everything, it's like a thousand pages. It's every issue up until right after he put that out, he brought it back. I don't know how I feel about those large super... Like those big omnibus, like I think they're cool to have that, but I don't know how I would read that. Like I, I read that, it digitally. I feel like I would get tired holding <laughs> I, a book. That I got large. it in a humble bundle, and I just download the PDF to my tablet and read it that way, and it's perfect. and And it looks great on a tablet screen because it's all black and white, and it's very noir style as well. It is one of the best crime comics I've ever read. It is so and there, there's so, so much good. good crime stuff out there, like Criminal by Ed Brubaker. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Stray Bullets, like. I want to throw one out there. This is not I don't know if I want to recommend this, but I want to get your guys' opinion. Have, have you ever read a book called Hepcats? I've heard of it. It was done. It was done by. It was basically from a student at uh, UT Austin. He started as a, yes. a poet. It's animal, animal yes. animals. I, they're all basically like rhino. Like they're humans, but they're like cats and rhinos and stuff like that. Right, this. right, but, right. But it basically takes place as a, being a student at UT Austin. 
Okay. And we God, sell- this, this rings a bell. Did it come out in the late 80s? 90s. 90s, all right. Yeah, so like, uh, I can show you a picture. What am I thinking of? Oh, wow, that looks... Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah. It looks very... Uh, Mar- so they, they their Wagner. bodies are their bodies are pretty human, but yeah, they're but it's just the heads of the yeah. animals. But I mean, it's it, it deals with everyday life. It's just yeah. you know, normally like you know the trials of failing class or trying to find a job and stuff like that. And I think it's all collected in one book. But I remember re- buying a few issues back in the '90s when I worked I worked at a comic shop also, yeah. and then so it was just and I didn't didn't finish it. Just, I don't know. It might be something worth checking out if you guys want to just look at. No, it sounds good. I love. I mean, as I, a, like, I wanted to bring it because it was a local based kind yeah, of comic exactly. book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And speaking of some slice of life type of comics. Uh, Giant Ace just wrapped up. I need uh, to read I, that. We, we've mentioned this book before. <laughs> Which book? Uh, Giant, Giant Ace, Ace by, I think, Boom Studios puts it out. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much uh, three girls that are going to university in England somewhere. Uh, and it's just about their day-to-day life. Like, uh, you know, like, huh. they're going. Oh, I, okay, I've seen it. I haven't read it. Okay. Yeah, it, it's. I really like I've read the first few volumes, but now that it's over... I think I'm gonna go back and reread everything, uh, just to like you know get the full story. Uh, the artist is really funny. They're, like the stuff that they go through, it's just really interesting, and it's something different. Like it's just something different. Like, if you want to get out of like you know superheroes and capes or even uh, you know criminal books or whatever, like mm-hmm. it's just it's just like very relatable. Uh, you know, well I mean I don't know about being, I wasn't a girl <laughs> going to university, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure we had some of the same issues as students. So. <laughs> I'm going through my list here. I mean, we have Transformers is always a good place. Oh, something else I wanted to bring up. Uh, if you're a fan of wrestling, the WWE comics. Uh, I tried. They, I really enjoyed them because they, they take storylines that uh-huh. happened in the actual uh, like yeah. wrestling, and they give you like a background of like what are the wrestlings, what are the wrestlers doing, in between shows and <laughs> how rivalries get formed and stuff like that. I got to throw this out there, and you guys probably heard about this. It's sort of comic book related. So um, one of my favorite wrestlers out there, his name is Chris Jericho. Formerly of WWE, now he works for the newest one, AEW. AEW. And him and Kevin Smith had become become really good friends. So on the launch of of the new show on TNT, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes showed up and gave the the new tag belts. Well, the next day... (laughs) Uh, what happens is Jericho and Kevin Smith were on a talk show and they're talking about oh, yeah we were on AEW blah 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 the next day they were supposed to appear on Smackdown's first launch episode on, uh, on Fox. Fox and basically WWE called back and like yeah we don't need you anymore because there was so much buzz of him being on uh, AEW I, wa- I watched that recently I think it's Iceman it's some, yeah I don't remember yeah, yeah. the name of the, the show but it was some football show or something yeah, it, yeah. it's really interesting because uh, you know Kevin Smith like his reactions to being at the like if you watch and this is just wrestling nerd talking Same here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you watch AEW Dynamite like it gives I need you something to. so much it's so good I, I, I've given up on WWE I, I, I gave up in the app on January and I just I'm not interested in watching this stuff and now I, I still like WWE because I think their stuff they do can be interesting can and be a lot but of, it's hard to get through some uh, of the stuff, other stuff so I always give them a chance plus I also like following the content creators that yeah, just yeah. make you know wrestling based content but the com- like I said, the comics, I uh, really enjoy them. The first few runs focus on the members of the Shield, uh, oh, yeah. with against like Bray Wyatt and stuff. Uh, the next few just focus on the the women, like the you know like the the NXT women that came up to the main brands. Um, they do a lot of one shots about like WrestleMania and like any whatever show they have. So it's really interesting. It's it's funny to see like what these writers come up with. Like this is the motivation behind. Uh, like the wrestlers and the feuds and all that, uh, and so you know you get a little bit of that, uh, and the art's always like it's always really good. Like the because wrestling is like a very active medium, like it, mm-hmm. you know, like the way that they they kind of make it so it looks physical. It looks like well, I mean, it's scripted, athletic. You know, it. I mean. When they're chopping, they're chopping. When you get hit by a chair, you get hit by the chair. Yeah. It's not like they're, yeah. they're pretending. Like, but it, but again, they're trained to know how to move with the hits and everything. But and, but when you, when you see them jump off a turnbuckle and land on their backs, I mean, they're putting their bodies through a lot of damage. But it's scripted. No. So when those ladders break, they break because of I human know, impact. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, we might need to have a wrestling uh, episode crossover. Well, with, I can uh, I can go into some wrestling comic book stuff. Yeah. I will not be here for that one. No, no. We'll get you into wrestling. No, you should. You sure? No, there's, there's, there's some manga that I think you'd be interested in. That's Jap- uh, 
wrestling oh, based. Uh, Ultimate Muscle. And yeah, Muscle Kaniko Man. Yeah, that's the only like if it, any wrestling after 1988, I have no idea about. That's fine. Um, all right. Well, teacher, that's what you, we're here to learn. We're here to educate you. <laughs> right. Okay, all right. All right, so I think um, independent comics and manga and all that stuff, like, obviously is a really broad topic. We just kind of wanted to... Well, and I don't, yeah. think, I, don't, I don't think we need to have a pick because we just gave a whole bunch of picks for this episode. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, that's good. The whole episode yeah. is a recommendation. Yeah. It but is. if you have a recommendation outside of comics, um, I think that'd be interesting. Um, I'm going through my head... Oh, yeah, yeah, here's what I... And it's kind of comics-related, but the ABC show Stumptown with Kobe Smulders. Okay, is that based on the comic? It's based on okay. the... Okay, I the really... I, I need to read the comic first. I own it, but I want to... Is I mean, it good? I, I've been watching the show without... I love police procedurals. Yeah. The same, I, I don't think there isn't one I don't watch. I mean, I watch Chicago PD, NCIS, NCIS LA, C, C, NCIS New Orleans, uh, SVU... Uh, Anything, yeah, yeah. I, I'm watching. So, yeah, Stumptown is really good. Uh, Kobe Smulders is really good no. as the main character. Uh, Blue Bloods. And then, what's his name? <laughs> I had to throw that out. They haven't done that in a long time. Is she in Blue Bloods? No, 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 no. 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 I'm talking about shows. Oh, the when, show Blue Bloods. When, when, when oh, I, I love that show. Okay. No, that's the thing. It's like uh, when we used to do just a second, and then I, I would always bring up, and you're like, "Well, Kyle, did you watch the new Blue Bloods?" <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then nice. Adrian's like, "You know, I can't give Kyle that much crap." I, got, I was forced to have to watch a few episodes with my dad, and I gotta say, it's actually kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah, so if you have NBC, you know, ABC, you can yeah. go in and catch up. Uh, and then also, to I'm, gonna, I'm gonna recommend um, Procedural, but I'm, the one I'm gonna throw out is, uh, just because we talked about him already, uh, The Rookie with Nathan Fillion. Oh, I've been wanting to see yeah. that. It's, good. It, it's on like season it. two now, right? Yeah, they just started season, yeah, episode, first episode just came out. Oh, so you think, yeah, okay. I think I've seen uh, commercials for that. Yeah. Oh. Now, unfortunately, one of the girls that was in the season one left, and I think she was saying because of harassment issues, but she didn't name anybody in particular. So oh, hopefully, it wasn't Fillion. Nothing's come out, so that's why. I, but it was it was the woman who played his partner on there who was training. Yeah, but so she's not back this season. But Man. I know that's I, I'll need to research more. But if it was something like maybe from the production side of it, then yeah. I don't know. It's uh, and another quick thing that if if well be, you know hmm. while Josh uh, finishes up getting ready there. Oh, I'm just scrolling through my humble bundle to look at the. Oh, got it. The, <laughs> He's not the, even paying attention. <laughs> well, no, I am. I'm just. I'm trying to find all the manga bundles because uh, this if, has got me Jones in to read them. If you're a fan of um, Samurai Jack or uh, the oh. first iteration of the Clone Wars cartoon, Chernovsky's Chernovsky's um, Primal. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the five-part series just wrapped up this week. Uh, so if you have cable or Adult Swim, you can probably go back and rewatch that. I have them ready in my DVR. I'm a I've never seen Samurai Jack, but I was a pretty big fan of that Star Wars, uh, the first Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, that uh, The animation Clone style, Wars. and it gave us one of the coolest characters, Osage Ventress. Uh, you know, and we got a lot more General Grievous, which is my favorite character. Uh, so this this looks really interesting. It's like a caveman slash, like, dinosaur, mm-hmm. you know, fest. So uh, check that out. Josh, did you have anything? I'm trying to rack my brain. Any um, movies, documentaries you've watched recently? Books. I mean, you can get tell us a normal book without pictures. <laughs> a, nor- a normal book without pictures. Um, a blog, to... cooking recipe. Oh God, these are all things I don't do. TV I know. Um, I would say okay. I've I've so I've been, I've been I've been reading a lot of uh, tabletop RPG books lately. Oh yeah. And I just I cannot praise enough how fantastic of a job Paizo did on Pathfinder 2E. It is it is remarkable what they've done with it. So is that do those, what do those books have? Like is it just like the the stories that you're to follow? Yeah, or? no, no, no. So the so the core rule book is just that. It's just all the it's it's the basic mechanics of the system. And then what they are now doing is they publish different uh, lines. Okay. And one line will continue to expand on the core rule set. The other one, which is called the Lost Omens uh, series, is their IP. It's the, it, that's the, the information if you want to play in their world called Galarian. Okay. Um, and, and, and then they do their adventure paths, which are the, the, the adventures set within 
their world. Oh, we may have to do like an RPG comics uh, show. Oh, well, in, in, and I was going to bring up the fact that uh, in a, hum a Pathfinder Humble Bundle I bought a while ago, they included a bunch of the, um, I think, IDW yeah. Pathfinder comics. And I tend to scoff at that stuff. And I read them, and I'm totally into them. They are because they are really good. There's so much. There's that. There's the Critical Role. There's Rick yeah. and Morty, Dungeons and mm -hmm. Dragons. So yeah. Like, uh, I'm sure Dungeon, the normal Dungeons and Dragons has a bunch of comic books, I'm sure. Which I've never read any. Uh, oh, no, I take that back. I'm currently reading uh, A Darkened Witch, which okay. is a D&D comic. And Karen Gillian has his Die comic book out, yep. which yep. is really RPG because he's making a game out of it. So. I'd be up for that. I can I can wax on about RPGs much longer than anyone unless, wants. Unless it's video game based, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you will roll dice, damn it! <laughs> you you will. That. You yeah. will. If it's digitally on a console. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Well, great. Thanks, guys. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue at uh, on Twitter at Next Issue Pod on Twitch at Next Issue and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay. On Twitter, at Clay underscore Harrison. Kyle, at Kylepedia. Adrian, at Adrian underscore Harry. Daniel, at Echo Spider. And Josh, at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo.